Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Well, happy Thursday, February 16, 2023. Welcome to Elijah Streams. Thanks for giving me a couple days off. Doreen and I and my wife and I are 45 years. It'll be 45 years in a couple months. We just took a, a long weekend, three or four or five days, whatever it was, down in Southern California. Got some sunshine up here in the Northwest. It's cloudy all the time or raining all the time around this time of the year. So the sunshine is kind of rare. Anyway, we had a really good time. Thanks for, uh, let's see, Kelsey stepped in for me. It always does an amazing job. So we appreciate that. A couple of announcements. Uh, Krista was on the other day, and it, the people that watched live were fine. But people that wanted to watch in the replay couldn't, so they had to take down the one. She'd already had 72,000 views on that. They took it down. Those people had seen it, and then they re-uploaded it, so it only shows 11,000 views, but it's actually uh, 82,000 have seen her. So that's Krista Elisha. Um, sometimes she pronounces it Elisha, so both ways are correct, actually. Um, all right, we're going to do two quick things. We're going to premiere the American Warrior um, uh next episode that my brother and i uh produce and then we'll we'll qu- have a quick reminder of the will and then we'll be back to ha- to talk about what what god is saying for europe we have two uh prophets from europe and I'll, I'll introduce them in a moment but let me just this is actually part two this premiere this trailer is part two of that video you watched a week ago so it was about dave thomason so here's this part two during combat dave thomason suffered many concussions over years Repeated head injuries took such a serious toll he was forced to leave the job he loved. After years of uncertainty, he found what seemed a miracle treatment for his brain injury. Quote, it gave me my life back, he said. Today his purpose is to help other veterans and experience the same miracle recovery from trauma. So here's that. When people get PTSD, one of the things that's going on, and it's like so many combat vets, they're always operating at that fight or flight mode. And the hypothalamus in the brain is just spinning, dumping all these hormones into the body. You know, for most of us, when something jumps out at us, you know, we get that rush of adrenaline. We're ready to fight or run or whatever. And then after a couple of minutes, everything calms down. We're back to normal. These guys with PTSD, all these hormones are being dumped into their body all day, every day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The body wasn't meant to handle all these hormones all the time. A Marine Master Gunny was telling his story and he'd been blown up twice. He had PTSD and two TBIs and he'd been dealing with them for about five and a half years. And it's amazing how the body and the brain were designed. Everything was designed to heal. After his first treatment, he said, what did you guys do to me last night? Are you all right? Is anything wrong? He said, no. He says, for the first time in five and a half years, I slept. cold water is a simple way to show someone they are valued, that you care about them. When Jesus talks about this, maybe what he was trying to say, if someone cares enough to stop and think about what you need or what might help you, and they actually do something about it, wow! sacrificing for the benefit of another that is loving your neighbor 
Thank you for loving us, for giving us a cup of cold water. You give me a cup of cold water. And me. And me. And me. And me. And me. And me. We are now providing, or I should say, you are providing thousands for thousands of people. I mean, thousands, a cup of cold water that they didn't have before, that they have, they can have now because you've helped dig these wells. We're at give or take a hundred wells we've dug now. Each one is life changing. Each one people will come to the Lord because of those wells. They have um, the village where the well is put has a dedication, and people come to the Lord. So thank you, thank you, thank you for helping uh, these wells get dug so all right let's see one other announcement and then we'll bring on our guests today robin bullock will be with us tomorrow he's got a good video that i that uh i won't tell you what it is now but uh we're going to talk about that subject in a minute with sharon stone and arlene westerhoff so we'll bring them in so robin bullock will be with us tomorrow let's see if that's anything i think that's it so without further delay let's bring in um sharon stone and arlene westerhoff so here we go and Dr. Sharon Stone and Dr. Arlene Westerhoff, good to see you both. Uh, how's Europe right now? <laughs> you guys are on the other side of the world. And what time is it, by the way, where you guys are? It's 8 p.m. where I am in Amsterdam, Steve. Oh, good. So how about you, Sharon? 7 p.m. Okay, good. I got to tell people this quick story, and then we're going to jump into this. You both are prophets. You and I used to for years, all of you two and us, I was on ACP Roundtable. We've gotten very, very busy, so I'm not doing that ACP Roundtable. It tends to meet in Dallas, Texas. But you guys are involved in the European Roundtable that I'm going to ask you about. But Sharon, I gotta, you may or may not even remember the story, but we did this conference, and I think it was 2003. It's 20 years ago in Wales. And I had made a mistake, and I double booked. It was my first overseas Elijah List conference, and I overbooked it. I had... I had you, but then I had also invited Stephen Zara. And Stephen, for those of you who know Stephen, he helped produce the original Vineyard music that was so popular and so good. That's who he was with John Wimber and all that. So he was going to come. And somehow I woke up and realized without thinking that I had double booked it. I could only have one of you. So I wrote to Stephen. I said, Stephen, I've got to, uh, I made a mistake. I accidentally double booked both of you and Sharon Stone is out there and I need to have her come and I'll have to use you at another time. He goes, oh, now I understand my dream. And I said, well, what was your dream? He said, you came up to me in a dream. No, he said, he said, uh, God told me, this is pretty close to it. He, God told me that the thing was canceled. And I knew it was canceled because this actress, Sharon Stone, came up to me and said, we're not, you, you're, this thing is canceled. It went something like that, but I know that in this, the actress Sharon Stone, he didn't know you were of your name, but God provided him. <laughs> so it's kind of like now, and I thought, well, God got ahead of me on that. He was, he was protecting me, but um, famous name you have. Uh, uh, I think that's probably why years ago they caught, I am a doctor, a doctor of theology and, uh, and international law, but they started calling me Dr. Stone or Dr. Sharon because they didn't want to associate me with the actress. <laughs> well, there's probably a lot of them if the truth were known, but well, listen, uh, Arlene and you, you're also in part of ACP. Did I say the name? Apostolic Council of Prophetic Elders is the name of that, but you're involved in your own roundtables in this European one. So maybe Sharon, talk about your bio for a moment and 
Arlene, then give us your bio so people know who we're talking to. Well, I like to keep it pretty simple. I think this is my 47th year um, uh, in ministry. This is my 27th in England with my thrust toward uh, Europe. Uh, I am a a daughter of Bishop Bill Hammond, uh, uh, prophetic ministry, training, uh, networking, raising up others. But uh, we also have a very strong agenda across Europe, Arlene and I together uh, with the with the European Prophetic Council. This year, before the end of 2023, every single one of our countries, Steve, is we're going to identify where the prophetic training is and where it's ongoing. But wow. also, if they do not yet have a prophetic council or a prophetic roundtable, we're going in and helping them facilitate that. And that's in the European countries and the Nordic nations. And we'll be the first continent in the world that actually has that. And it's so necessary for us because our countries have different languages rather than just to have a one size fits all. But uh, uh, we work together and both of us are strong prophetic people and prophetic trainers. But uh, uh, Europe is definitely my area of entrustment. Well, it's so good to have Europe on this. And I know you guys have been doing this for a while, but uh, the Elijahs had been only because that's all we could find. Prophets were mainly the U.S., uh, but over time, Europe has really blossomed. I know um, uh, Catherine Runella from uh, Australia. She may have, we may have her on with the Australian word. So uh, Arlene, talk about uh, your bio and what you're doing. Okay, Steve. It's a joy to be here together with you and Dr. Sharon tonight. Essentially, God moved me from North America to Europe. 33 years ago wow, wow. and uh, i've been living in the netherlands now for 31 of those 33 years started in the uk and then he shifted me and that was really the first time i heard the audible voice of god when i arrived wow. uh, and he just said you're home and wow. uh, it's because god really loves to have his light shine in dark places yeah. and so uh, my husband and i we planted an apostolic center here in Amsterdam about 18 years ago. It's growing, it's thriving. Praise the Lord. But one of the things that I will be forever grateful to the Lord for is that uh, he did uh, hook us up with Dr. Sharon in 2000 and actually the end of 2007, Sharon, I think it was. And Sharon had already been pioneering in the prophetic in Europe at that point in time. And um, she's helped us along, and uh, Sharon has gone from being a mentor to a dear, dear friend. Wow. And so okay. I respect uh, just uh, what she's done in Europe, but God has given us also a chance to uh, do some stuff in Europe from our place uh, in the prophetic. And so these days, it's just a joy to work together. Very, very good. Well, you, you both have lots of revelation today for us uh, concerning many nations in Europe and Europe itself. So let me jump off. Sharon, I'll have you start. And I know you guys have ministered together. You go back and forth however you want to do it. I've got all your notes, but you just go where where the spirit leads. So Sharon, just jump off and go for it. Well, I think I would like to bring, thank you, Steve. I think I would like to bring a current word that I was just notified of today. I was told that uh, uh, it was one of my own prophetic words that they sent back to me today. And that, and I prophesied it on January 1st, 2023. And the word said, spy planes, drones and spy balloons are going to be exposed over the nations. Wow. And it says much of this activity 
is going to be blamed on on China, but it's also going to be hiding the agendas of other nations and keep your eye on Saudi Arabia as well. And so just in the midst of that sentence alone, you know, so often us as prophets, we have no idea what we're prophesying into. And uh, just even a couple minutes ago, I saw that another um, spy jet was seen over Alaska. Well, it just keeps going. And um, does the Lord ever talk with you? Of course, there's, you know, the nations are conspiring and they rage and all of that where it talks about in the Psalms. Does the Lord talk to you about um, globalists and elites that are that are planning things, or do you speak many of countries versus countries? What has He shown you on any of that? If I could ask that, ask it that way. Well, I think we all recognize right now that there is a lining of the nations uh, for a global conflict. Yeah. That that I don't even know if you need a prophet to be able to say that. And I think all of us have our eyes on, of course, Russia. We have our eyes on China, uh, Taiwan. Uh, North Korea, Iran at this time. And God has been saying that for years, even before we would know why to have our eyes on them. And God has been saying that. Um, So yes, we've spoken to a lot of the different conflict issues. Myself, a few years back, the Lord sent me on a prayer assignment across Europe to some of the major cities that were particularly um, some of the stronger, um, maybe Islamic, uh, populations. And I'm not, of course, where we absolutely love the Islamic people, mm-hmm. but the Lord has sent me on it and said that we were sent to actually bring a delay to world war three. Wow. And so it wasn't a, a assignment that you uh, put a bulletin out for, and you tell everybody about, you know, you take your people that know how to, how to shift things in the heaven and the earth and you take them. And so there was uh, uh, some months that we did that and then we we came back and you don't know the results of what you do but we happened to be in a meeting with chuck pierce and chuck pierce uh uh stood up and he was getting ready to announce his next speaker and he looks out over the group of people and he says sharon and calls the person that was with me next to me and he goes i don't know what you guys have been doing but the lord says you have just delayed world war three wow are you serious and i don't think we're the only ones that delayed it because since then i have heard so many different people that had some different prophetic and prayer assignments they did their part we did our part but yes god is speaking to us about uh the agendas of what's going on in a nation and you know our goal is to hinder the enemy's assignment and to release the kingdom of god so good so good Arlene, jump in. What, what, talk about what God's showing you. Well, you know what? I'll start with the U.S. and then I'm going to jump off into Europe, uh, okay. Steve. It's interesting. Around the time that the Capitol was being stormed, uh, God gave me a vision. And uh, I, it was literally as if I saw the uh, curtain of heaven roll back. Really? And I saw three animals, uh, demonic, well, animals looking over it, the dragon, a bear, and a uh, wolf that wanted to be a lion. And uh, obviously the dragon is China, the bear is Russian, the wolf that wanted to be a lion is Iran, the Lord was saying to me. And as they looked over, they were looking over at what was happening with great interest. And as they looked over, you know, the Lord allowed me to hear the conversation and the dialogue that was going on. And essentially they said, hey, 
America's soft underbelly is being exposed. Mm. Now it's our turn. And as soon as I said that, I knew, hey, these three nations are going to uh, be troublers. And so that was uh, about a year and a half ago now, uh, well, whenever the storming of the Capitol was. And uh, to be honest with you, they are going to be troublers, I think, for the rest of this decade. However, the Lord doesn't do anything without showing it to his servants, to prophets. And so that means that even though they are troublers, the Lord is saying it's not too late to turn certain things back if we will pray. And so uh, just so uh, to show, at least as far as I'm concerned, one of the key roles that the U.S. has in uh, world history. And, and so, Arlene, let me ask you this one question. Let me ask you this one question, and then you can move. Then you can keep going. But when you say, "I like what you just said," because you you're stating what God showed you, they're going to be troublers. But then you quickly added about prayer to to hold off. To, just for a moment, talk about to what degree. For instance, that word they're going to Russia, China, Iran. I think those are the three. Yeah, that. You believe then that people hearing this work can now pray against it, and how would they pray, Arlene? Well, indeed, um, Dr. Sharon and I, we just came off another call, indeed. And one of the things that I did say is for the last number of months, I've been seeing, you know, just 5 to 12, 5 to 12, 5 to 12. Oh, wow, 5 to midnight, 5 to midnight. Yeah, 5 to midnight on my clock. And on the one hand, that shows the urgency and so there is an urgency to pray. And uh, I do remember a story of, um, yeah, Robert Henderson, he told it to us, uh, or he told it in a conversation to me. And he said, you know, it's just when the planes flew into the Twin Towers. And I said, he asked the Lord, why, why did that happen? And the uh, Lord said to him, be Bach denied, body of Christ denied. But the Lord is saying to me about this for everyone watching who is wanting to pray. This time it is not his will that the body of Christ be denied, which is why Good. he's sending up these warning signals. Now, I believe that God is sending out a clarion call for a new generation of watchman intercessor to stand on the walls. There is going to be a need of prayer. There is going to be a need of fasting because some of these things uh, are pretty big in the spirit, but the Lord is saying these things can be shifted by okay. prayer and fasting if okay. we will do that. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for that. Okay, go ahead with what you had there, but yeah, that's very helpful. Let me, let me just add go this. Is, is you're saying how to halt those things. I believe we have some great biblical examples. You know, when uh, uh, David's men came to him in the cave, they were not the mighty men then, but they knew they had a time to prepare for war. And there was a special grace, and they moved right from the distressed to being able to operate in supernatural victories. I believe that's where uh, the church is right now, that God is giving us a little bit of grace time. We've del delayed war. We know the Bible talks about wars and rumors of wars. We've, we've delayed that. I think we need to keep delaying it yeah. as long as possible. But I think some Bible um, models that we've been given is like Abraham and Moses, where they negotiated with the Spirit of God. And they said, you know, can we save lives? You know, can we release your mercy? And I believe that one of the ways that we're going to intercede is we're crying out for the mercy of God. Because we realize this is if you are going to have a billion soul harvest, you don't want 
young men dying on the battlefield. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. You, you want lives saved and, and uh, preserved. And yet we know we are in a season of war and a season of conflict. And so as uh, Arlene so eloquently brought to pass, yes, I believe we have to not partner with destruction. But at the same time, we have to be one that is quick in the spirit to be mighty men of war. So that's prophetically with revelation, our declaration. But have you noticed, Steve and Arlene, there is a new grace on prayer and fasting yeah, that I is. have never seen yeah. before released in the earth. I mean, it is easy. Next time you see me, I'm going to be this big. You know, there, <laughs> there is such a grace upon prayer and fasting right now that, that I mean, people are, are running to get involved. And I believe that is part of the solution that Dr. Arlene is speaking about. Amen, Dr. Sharon. And that really, really is true for everyone watching. Steve, that is really, really key in this season. Yeah. But just for encouragement, because these are pretty intense times. Yeah. The Lord uh, spoke to me at Rosh Hashanah um, this past year, and he just said, you know, this is a, or at least in 2022 for much of it, he said, it's a tipping point year. And I saw for most of 2022, uh, nations are in the balance. This decade is obviously about nations coming into the kingdom of God, which is why I believe also that, you know, wars, rumors of wars, etc. But I heard the Lord say it'd be a tipping point year. And at Rosh Hashanah, um, I had a dream. And the dream was about a woman in a car She's driving along a road. She looked up at the sky. The sky was uh, clouded, white clouds, not dark clouds. And as she was driving along, all of a sudden, something fell out of the sky and crashed into the road in front of her. And uh, she obviously hit the brakes, got out of the car. It was a dream. And as she got out of the car to look at what had crashed into the road, I asked the Lord, Lord, what are you trying to say with this? And I heard the voice of the Spirit say, the things that have already been established in heaven by the prayers of the saints have now been released onto the earth. And wow. we're going to start to see them manifest. But here's the key to this. The Lord say it's a new D-day. The time for us to rise up for war, to reclaim our nations. Yeah. But in Europe, D-day happened and um June of 1944. Okay. And there was a before and an after. Before D-Day, the Germans were winning. After D-Day, the tide of the war had turned and the Allies started to get the upper hand. However, the war in Europe didn't end until April 1945. That was 10 months later. There were still some battles, intense battles to be fought. However, the tide had turned. And I really believe that what that is what God is saying now. God is also manifesting himself as a man of war. And uh, indeed, Dr. Sharon and I, we've talked about these things before, but phrases like update or vacate are going to be really, really important this time. We have to allow the Lord to update our callings. He's saying to each one of us, I believe, will you allow me to redefine you? You know, uh, Arlene, you and Sharon today, both have used that term update 
So what does update mean? What are, what are you referring to update? Updating means that I do believe that God is expanding the calling on like many of person. our lives. Okay. I do believe also, too, that even though, you know, many listening may have had uh, success in ministry or a professionally yeah. or whatever, the Lord's saying how we did things even yesterday really? isn't going to be sufficient for what's coming. There's a whole bunch coming, good and otherwise. And so the Lord's saying we have to start to listen to him with fresh ears again to get new revelation from him about what our callings is in this time, how we're supposed to walk it out, and also just what the wineskins are that he's calling us to build in this season. Yeah, you know, I the Prophet Russ Walden, he's not one that I've had on. I think I've had him on a couple of times, but it's a business term, but it, it goes like this, innovate or die. But prophetically, it's the same thing. If you don't innovate uh, what God's telling you to do today versus yesterday, you may, you know, you just kind of fade away because it doesn't work. You know, I've been watching this, not to get on a whole other subject, but this revival that's breaking out, uh, is it Kentucky? But I'm thinking, I want to watch it for a while because something's going to turn and it's going to be something we've never seen. Now, it's already something we've never seen. But uh, I want to see what the Lord's going to innovate in that in myself. You know, anyway, that's a whole nother subject. I won't get off the subject there. But okay, Arlie, what else are sharing? Either one of you. Well, I was okay. just going to share on the update part yeah. when I prayed into it because you cannot mobilize people if you can't break down your declarations and say so that that update, that updating. When I prayed into it, the Lord told me repurposed for expansion was the term that he used and we know that our god does not change but his methods and how he wants himself uh reflected in the earth at the time that does change that's good and that's so, really good uh, you know so when we look at those areas of repurposed for expansion you know it there is methods that are changed there are old things passing away as dr arlene said with with old wine skins but also that we need to realize it's not just a facelift because we want to see something new. Yeah. It is for the purpose of expansion. That's why we're updating. That's why we're repurposing so that we have our reaches farther to touch people for the kingdom of God's sake, for salvation, for a manifestation of the power of God, for justice than we have been able to do uh, before. So we're repurposing uh, for expansion expansion of the kingdom of god uh and also that repurposing steve we talked about warfare here a moment ago i would always rather warfare in the spirit than have to war in the natural well, that's true isn't it yeah so i think part of our repurposing or our updating in war is yes i believe we could get more proficient yes we need our watchman on the wall yes we need clarity all of those things which which we can't do without. But how about we just go back to the fact that when when we agree, we have a corporate authority that we have not always used. And so often we still as a church, as ministries, as prophets, we can be so independent at times that we forget that there is such a multiplied, updated, uh, repurposed you know, authority that is a release to accomplish more in the earth. And isn't it interesting uh, that the word of God tells us the first thing it does is it, is it causes more of the enemy to flee. 
you know, I want the enemy to flee. I want totally. him not to want to hang around me and my nation. Um, I don't, I want to go back just a minute or so where you talked about, uh, they're not using the authority. I, I can't remember exactly how you worded it. That was, I thought that thing is so pregnant. I know we've heard that for all of our lives. You know, yeah. you need to understand your, your, your authority, the authority of a believer. We would say that for years and years, but can you camp on that just for a minute? Well, I think to we what probably, degree? Yeah. Bring it down I to the individual. I think we probably both can at that, at that point. I think one of the things we're realizing is no nation is going to have victory without uh, connecting to their ally nations. Yeah. And I'm not talking about just a, a a military ally nation or a political ally nation. I'm talking about those where uh, uh, the ecclesia, the church, the remnant can come together, support that we're going to battle for somebody else's victory. That's good. And so we said already the corporate warfare accomplishes multiplied more. But I think we've also forgot this. Our, the Bible tells us that when we seek first his kingdom, all the other things that we desire then are added to us. So now we've put a different spiritual principle into practice as well. We are beginning to reap on behalf of our nation, on behalf of our family, the, the victories that we have need of. And as we cover one another's back, uh, the Bible says that whatever we sow, we're going to reap. We're going to find out where you're thinking, no, no, I need someone to cover me and I need someone to pray for me. We're going to find out the type of unity that we're talking about in this day. A lot of it is we're going to multiply it because we're doing it for somebody else. That's and we're good. also reaping it for ourselves. And we're going to find out we're covered. We're blessed. We're advancing. And also we have people that trust us because they know we're for them. And then it becomes that reciprocal relationship. And I don't believe that the, the church is ever going to come to unity based on their theology. I don't believe they're ever going to come to the place of unity based on just crisis going on in the earth. I don't believe it's ever going to come to a place of unity based on the fact that we have the prophetic word of where the next glory spot is going to yeah. be. I don't think it is. I believe it's going to come to the place because we are a people that have learned to come to the table of the Lord and have relationships and know that we are for one another. So good, man. That's, you know, wow. That's very, very important what you just said, because if you're an individual and, you know, we've seen both kinds, even at the Elijah list, we're in tw year 25 of doing this. And some people are only on their own. They're never part of anything else. You know, the people that are involved person, person to person, and ACPE and the, and the European ones, this is nations of prophets getting together and, and sowing into the spirit together, building actual personal relationships, expressing love one to another. That's powerful. That's just really, really powerful. So uh, you can be an effective prophet all on your own, but not a, not a very effective prophet, if I can put it that way. Because God will use anyone. He'll use anyone. But it's it's doing stuff together, even like this. Is by the way, you know, talked about the upgrade. Our our one of our big upgrades came two years ago. As far as I was concerned, the Elijah list would always be the Elijah list, the written the Elijah list. And people kept trying to say, you know, you need to do this. People need to hear from you. I go, people don't want to hear from me. I've got the Elijah list. No, you got to start doing. It. And I really resisted. The old, when I finally capitulated and said, okay, you know, and I started doing this weekly program, it exploded. So God will tell different people, because I was getting revelation. God says, okay, Steve, 
This one prophet gave me word. He says, there's a door and I'm seeing it close. And God says, okay, we've done that for a while. Now we're going to do something new. And I had no idea what, it would t- what he was talking about. It took about a year for God to clarify it. But that's kind of the upgrade thing you're talking about, where God's going to say, you've done it this way. Some people he's going to send to nations. Other people he's going to say, yeah, go home and operate in your community, right? Yeah. But you know what, Steve, I, don't know I remember that. Sorry. I was just around... going to say, I don't know if you saw that report, Abarna, that that more uh, pastors and spiritual leaders actually retired from the pandemic to now oh. than they could see any other time in history. And I don't know uh, exactly the statistics of that, but now they're going back and saying most of those did not retire to go fishing. They have repurposed and updated, like what we've said. They've repositioned to help another generation be able to have the success that we need to be in the kingdom of God. So thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Steve, though, I do remember prophesying it to you around that time, too. You were kind of searching for that new wineskin. And the Lord just said he's going to open up new supply lines, new resourcing lines for you financially. And it oh, would wow. have to do with some of the stuff that you would do online. And oh, so really? and uh, had you given all of that before? Had yeah. you given yeah, and oh, then wow. you wrote me about six months after you That's went online with Elijah's dreams and you said, Hey, I remember that word. Oh, there you so, go. There you go. Yeah. Well, thank you for reminding me of that though, because it would have eventually gotten fuzzy on me. Thank you for reminding me of that. That's awesome. So. Yeah. You know what, Stephen? No, another thing that the Lord is saying, and this is something that I haven't heard too many people talking about recently, there's some new strategies. We're talking about update or vacate, but new strategies that the Lord is giving. And uh, two that I just want to highlight in this one is one is to be yeast. Uh, that's a kingdom strategy, Matthew 13, 33. You know, the kingdom of heaven is like yeast. Yeah. A woman uh, puts a little bit in a whole lump of dough and it permeates through the dough. And this is going to be something that's going to be uncomfortable for us, this body of Christ. Why? Because God is going to call us in a time of revival, sometimes out of our revival settings, our safe spaces, and into the world. And and Steve, one of the things to do is um, involved in the economic space also too. And in June last year, the Lord spoke to me and he said, I want to go to, you to go to a particular meeting. And I was absolutely baffled. But that particular meeting was organized by a lot of the groups that you just mentioned that I pray against, you know, in spiritual warfare. And so I'm saying, Lord, why do you want me to be there? And when I got there, The Lord said to me, look around, Arlene, and there were 640 individuals at that meeting, and they are intent on changing the world. And he said to me, how many Christians are here? And actually, number of Christians, six out of 640. Oh, my goodness. Six out of 640, less than 1%. Did he he send you to the dark place to observe that, or did he send you there... To also, how do I ask this? Keep going for for some future purpose. I, you got me it's really a, It'll be for some future purpose, wow. right in there. Okay. However, you know, it was just he just said to me as I as I looked at it and as I counted because I asked around those three days that we were in Rome, and uh, he said to me, "This is a new mission field. This is one of the new mission fields." Oh wow. 
that he's going to send his people into. But we are going to have to be like he's a tiny little bit, you know, infects a whole batch of dough. And so that was number one. But number two was went into that arena. One of the things I've noticed, and it's uh, pretty clear, is the warfare that is involved in that is intense. And so mm. he kept saying to me, second strategy for our times, a new um, updated thing is remember the blood, use the blood. Indeed, I know Lou Engel's talking about communion revival, but the Lord's saying to me also too, this could save our lives, literally. Really? As we go into this You're saying year. this this taking the communion, uh, taking that yes. seriously? The, yeah, yeah, the body and the blood of Christ. He says he's going to start to give us a new appreciation, Steve, for each one of us, Europe, North America, wherever we happen to be, Asia, about the power of the body and the blood. You know, of we were, Christ. I've been, what my, my spiritual father, uh, we, we prayed together every day for five years before he went home to be with the Lord on the phone. But he, uh, he was the one that had me start to take communion. He taught at Wade Taylor. And uh, so now it's been 15 years because he died about 10 years ago. But he got me doing the communion. And and I I will be doing it, I, you know, like I said, it's about 15 years. Well, about two, a month ago, I, our grandchildren that was here every single hour of every day for about uh, 10, 10 days, I think it's nine or 10 days. And so we didn't take communion. There was like no time. And uh, one of my intercessors uh, texted me and said, Steve, are you taking communion? Because it was like we were having trouble. And I said, well, I have been for 15 years, but this week we didn't. She goes, please go take communion. So I don't think we realize it's not just a nice little symbolic thing. You're, you're talking about communion in the terms of fighting a war. Am I? I don't want to put words in your mouth, but. That's exactly it, though. Yeah, that's exactly it. In the past, we've had the uh, relative uh, privilege of having to shine in darkness. But now God's calling all of us to shine in deep darkness. And that's why I believe he's saying to us wow. in this stage, remember wow. the blood, use wow. the blood. Really, really. I good. think another strategy, Emma, uh, uh, Arlene, that uh, God is speaking about, and I think we're hearing some other prophets share it too, is the Goshen strategy. You know, uh, in uh, uh, Egypt, uh, part of the place that they kept the uh, uh, slaves was called Goshen. And then during the time of the plagues, it says uh, that there was much preservation in Goshen where they were not hit by all the same plagues. Yeah. But it also says that uh, when there was darkness in Egypt, there was light in the houses in Goshen. And I just think that that's a real strategy at this time. And, and I think it's that we're going to see that there will be some cities of refuge. And we are going to experience some supernatural uh, prosperity. I think there's some solution supply centers that are going to be open. So we don't have to fear about um, uh, lack and yeah. what's happening in the world today. And, I, and the scripture I have that God told me is a scripture that most of us use. And we think, oh, no, oh, no. But that's Haggai 2, 6 through 8. And it's talking about the shaking of the nations. But the Bible says that one of the purposes for the nations to shake is it actually releases the wealth of the nations. Oh, that's and good. I know we don't think of that scripture 
no, uh, heart the seeking of the nations. I remember that scripture. There was a song on that one that that we used to sing back in the day in our old tradition. But yeah, the, the shaking of the nations is a, has always was a scary thing. But you're seeing it as a shaking of. It's almost like take, this is part of the wealth of the wicked coming into the righteous during such a shaking. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. I like the Egypt it, thing. It is. And I think we're all going to see the generosity of God in a great way. But because we're all being conformed into his image in a greater way as well, we're going to find that um, all of us are called to a level of generosity. Maybe we've never even experienced before. I know that my giving is at a level that I've never experienced yeah, before. Yeah, same here. Um, same here. I think that 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 we're we're all seeing that, but it's also part of what the Spirit of God is doing in the earth. That's I think I remember Mike Mike Bickle used to have a word years and years ago, and he was talking about this outrageous, out of control giving. And I used to love that because I was always drawn to the concept. But in the last couple of years, uh, that started about seven or eight years ago. We started, we went from 10% to 20%. And then I was feeling pretty good about myself for the 20% of my off the top. And I was like about a year and a half ago, I, I met this very godly man at a conference. And I said, God's really, really, you know, encouraged us to continue to give. And we're giving 20% of everything right off the top, right off the growth. And he said, well, we're giving 50%. He wasn't being arrogant, but it was like, oh, man, I got a ways to go. It wasn't like a competition, but it, like, it was like exhorting me to give more because I love, we love giving, you know. So it's kind of a thing, you know. But um, it's, it's that thing about you can't outgive the Lord is absolutely true. Yeah, well, I think provocation. <laughs> I think provocation is a divine strategy. You know, we provoke <laughs> one another yeah. to good works. That's so good, I think Sharon. that is one of the provocations. That's yeah. really good. You know what? Also, too, I just to jump in here too, yeah. uh, to Sharon and Steve. Interestingly enough, there was a time when people were talking about arcs, you know, building an ark to yeah. save stuff. But the cloud has shifted. Yeah. And it really is now time for Goshen's. An ark is for me. An ark is for my direct family. Or whatever but um you know as we've mentioned too before this is no longer a time just about ourselves i believe that we're going to see the greatest miracles mm. when we start to reach out to others god is in this to save people i want to ask you both because you both mentioned goshen and of course um, goshen where's where joseph sent his family set his family up and so for 400 years i guess i think that's the time where they slaves for 400 years so they were protected in there in the land of Goshen. But one of you, what, what do you mean from a practical standpoint? Someone says, okay, I like Goshen. How, wh what does a person, I'm not quite sure I'm getting the message about how a person, how do you apply that on a one-to-one -one basis? I think that when I started bringing <clears throat> forth the message of Goshen last year, the biggest thrust I had on it was the fact that it started out with the light. That means that, there was a people that had the ability to see and continue to function when others around them could not. Okay. And so for Good. Goshen, I believe that there is a revelation, there's an insight, there's an ability to continue life and not be shut down because of fear of lack or what's yeah. happening in the energy, what's happening, you know, in, in, in war strategy. But that I believe that it is a place of provision 
um, for, for the people. And so I believe that is natural provision that there will be those that, that really do know how to open up supply lines for others. But I also believe it'll be supernatural provision. And, you know, so much of the, some of the miracles in the Bible were about Jesus feeding 5,000 or Jesus feeding or the prophet making the stew or the, and then blessing it. You know, I don't know how that is because we haven't experienced that. But if we are going to see greater miracles in this hour, I think that we need to quit leaving it to our logic to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. And we need to realize that there is going to be supernatural. But Goshen also um, was a place of protection. Yeah. And we know about the blood on the on the doorpost, but it was a place of protection. So I think whenever you hear the word Goshen, you got to think of provision. You have to think of the fact that they have a revelation, light, solution, insight, and the fact that they have uh, protection. That's good. Yeah, and I was thinking about um, in the air, because on the earth, things are pretty crisis oriented but was it isaac it says in the year of famine he sowed um and god multiplied it a hundred hundredfold i'm thinking is i don't have that i didn't look that up before that but he sowed in a in a year of famine and he reaped i think it was a hundredfold but this is the whole idea of that if you have the goshen mentality there's generosity there's a flowing there's a funds and then god just multiplies it back so anyway yeah, it sounds like we need to take an offering for Elijah list now. <laughs> it feels like that, you know. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's yeah, that kind absolutely. of thing. Absolutely, but you know what? There's also some examples of other parts of Goshen's because um, mm. Goshen has a particular function. Yeah, Goshen's are created in the midst of very trying times. Yeah, Goshen's true. are created in the midst of crises, and so indeed, Goshen in the midst of Egypt, you know, when the people of Israel were slaves, there was protection, there was provision. I believe also that in the wilderness, you know, 40 years in the wilderness, more than a million people, no water, nothing, God provides for them. Yeah. He protects them. Isn't that crazy? And so that is a sort of Goshen sort of thing. It is. You look uh, at Elisha, where did Elijah find Elisha? He found him in the territory, it says of Abel Mahola, that's the tribe of Issachar. And so he found Elisha found Elisha plowing after a drought of three and a half years. God was looking for an individual who knew how to prosper. Oh, I'd never seen others. it that way, Arlene. So he was yeah. plowing in a in a type of famine himself, wasn't he? Yeah. And yeah. so he was looking for one who knew how to hear and understand his voice who could prosper in a time of crisis and the last one is boaz for example in that role boaz was able to create a goshen-like atmosphere in israel um when in a famine or sorry in the midst of a famine that was around 1300 bc i took a look at it that famine that drove uh Naomi and her husband to leave uh, their home that was so long and so widespread that four civilizations went under. Wow. I didn't four know of them. And when Naomi heard, you know, that uh, there was prosperity back home, God used one man, Boaz, to help others prosper so that the whole region became so an area of prosperity. So those are just 
for example, some, I want to, uh, I want to ask you, thank like. you for that too, because I mean, I'm going to do some pondering on the Goshen thing too, because I've been in Genesis reading about that story just recently. So it's actually hitting home a lot here. Okay. I'm looking at the clock. I want to make sure you guys have uh, plenty of time. If there's any words over Europe or even over any individual nations, I want to be sure you give you time to, I, I don't know if you wanted to mention any individual countries or what, any thoughts? I would like to jump in and talk about the Commonwealth. Good. Okay. The Lord spoke to me when the Queen of England died. Good. We actually live right next door to the Windsor Castle here uh, oh, really? in England. Yes. And uh, we had not, I would say not, not, you know, great relationship, but we had some interaction with the Queen. And we actually, because of where we live and the people that live around us, we knew about it before she, other people found out she'd passed. But before we were even told, we could feel the ground underneath us shaking. And, the, really? and I asked the Lord what that was. And he told me that the queen had just died. And he said that what is shaking is the commonwealth. He says, out of respect and her great service to the different nations, there were uh, parts of the commonwealth that had stayed connected, that we were going to find out. And this isn't a negative thing, but we would find out that with her passing, that by the beginning of 2024, we're going to start seeing some nations uh, uh, break off and come into more of probably their more authentic self rather than than just a, a British side. Uh, Are these that. like nations such as Australia, Canada, and all of that, right? It could be, but you know, I mean, throughout the Caribbean, through okay. you know, through Africa, I mean, we have so many different nations in the in the Commonwealth. I don't think okay. I know which ones. Those are. And so I think that's a key word because we're recognizing borders are changing in Europe. That's such a key thing. Borders are changing. Uh, I felt like that the EU is going to have a third division of nations that's going to get ready to uh, be released. And the reason they're doing it is so many people that so many countries mm -hmm. that have come into the EU, they really didn't qualify by their um, uh, goals or measurements to be in the EU. And so now, rather than to put them out of the EU, I think they'll probably set up, uh, it looks like in the spirit, that they're going to set up a different level of nations that are those that are working their way so in, like a, in a new category of nations. A new that, category uh, within the EU yeah, at good. this time. Because we do have some nations that are very strong about the fact that they don't want to do some things that the European uh, uh, Union is saying that they that they need to do to be a part of the European uh, Union uh, at this time. And I don't know if you remember, uh, Steve, but uh, three years before Brexit, we started prophesying that uh, the UK was going to separate from. Um, uh, I don't remember that. So I'm glad you're saying that because I didn't, didn't remember that. The rest of Europe and that it was a merciful and necessary course correction. Now, that has nothing to do with anything negative about Europe. Oh, dear Lord, you know, just the opposite, you know, yeah. uh, uh, in the UK, we are European, <laughs> you know, and, and we love that. But I think that's part of some of what's happening is people are taking on the personal accountability and responsibility for the sake of their nation. And we are seeing uh, uh, that in Europe affects some of our boundaries. I don't know if you realize yesterday, um, uh, Sturgeon, uh, the first minister of uh, Scotland? Uh, Scotland, resigned. Oh, okay. and, uh, she yeah, was I known... heard. It was a. I was thinking it was a woman. It's a man. 
No, it's a woman. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I had and uh, you know, she had a very strong um, uh, agenda. Concerning, yeah, not a good uh, one. She was basically what someone we would look at as from the other side, if I can say it that way. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I think her agenda concerning um, uh, men and women and gender mm. and her agenda concerning um, Scotland separating from England was a very mm. strong agenda. Yeah. And uh, she's resigned. I don't think that's an oddity. I think what we're going to see is some very strong um uh, shakings and fractions, not not just in what we're mentioning right now, but across the board in Europe, and it's probably global. But where elections that we thought were going to go one way, all of a sudden they're going another way. That that uh, many of the things that look like we have presumed outcomes, we're going to find out a surprise outcome too. And so I think the key is going to be to know what is important to pray against and what to pray for at this time. And uh, I, I pray that over all of those that I work with, that we would truly have the mind of Christ and not just our own cultural uh, perception, that we so would be I able to look at things from the kingdom of God. If, if So people watching, you know, they hear that, the, that some will separate from the Commonwealth of England and they'll go on their own. And I think Australia is probably going to go that way. I think Canada, but I'm not prophesying. I just, that's just my thinking. But if, you know, there's people in, um, so I want to ask you how they would pray, because some people in Australia say, no, no, I love being part of the queen, queen or this, it'll become the king and the other ones. But how does a person pray in a situation like that when they know not everybody even agrees with? Well, it's an interesting question that you would ask Dr. Arlene and myself when both of us are transplants. Yeah, it <laughs> you know, is. I was thinking about that too, because because you're you're it's like in a sense you don't have any skin in the game, you don't have any, you know, dog in the hunt, all these different metaphors, but yet you guys have become part of your nations, uh, part of the nations you're in, right? And so by how, choice. So how do you how do you pray? I mean, do you, first of all, is I love Europe, and so when we had went through Brexit. There was never an issue of not loving and not honoring yeah. Europe. There was never an issue of they're the big bad guys and we're the little small guys and mm. we're taking back our own. And there was never that. There was the fact that the spirit of God wanted an, wanted an aligning of the nations for the greatest harvest that the earth has ever seen before. And that uh, so there is going to be realigning of a lot of different nations. And we don't exactly know the why. Or how that's going to, or how that's coming to pass. But we do know that that is happening at this time. And so, when I tell people to pray, always pray from the culture of the kingdom of God. You know, the the will of God be done. The 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 kingdom of heaven come to earth. You know, we pray for that invasion more than we pray for anything else, because we need that percep perception. Because every one of our filter systems, Steve, there's a nationalism. There's a culture on the inside of us there's our experience what's been yeah. modeled to us and especially as prophets that can highly interfere with our level of clarity and so we have to be very focused on having a kingdom of god mentality and culture in the midst of this and and they need to realize if their nation chose to separate we're not talking about some it's because something has to be bad in the other nation it is because God is realigning for his last day purposes. And actually, the night I got saved, 
Steve, that's what the Lord told me. He, he said this, the night I received Christ, 17 years old, he said, I have called you for the last days to help realign nations for wow. my purposes. Wow. And oh, I yeah. think that's where we're living now. I haven't lived in that stage before, but we live there right now. Well, that's yeah. a pivotal way you just described that because the natural part of me would go, well, God's going to remove this country from the Commonwealth because they've been picked on and England didn't pay attention, whatever. But you're saying, no, no, it's not an enemy versus, they're not enemies with each other. So therefore God's going to split them. He's splitting them for, he's dividing some of them for his purposes, period. Yeah, doesn't have to be a, a bad guy and a good guy. Am I saying that about right? That's my own way of saying it, but. It doesn't have to be a sheep or, sheep or goat nation, yeah. Uh, but he is realigning for his eternal purposes. Yes, yeah, that's good. Um, go and ahead. Maybe Arlene. I can just go into go a jumper in there, and uh, also just uh, give my last piece too as an encouragement. You know, um, when God called me to Europe, He spoke really clearly, and He said, "You know, nine hundred million people who don't know their right hand from their left. Should mm. I not have?" mercy on them wow. and that reduced me to tears Jeez. and you know and that's kept me on a continent that many consider to be the most secularized continent on the planet however god is really speaking at this time he's giving a promise to europe and that's psalm 125 verse 3 to all european nations for the scepter of wickedness shall not rest on the land allotted to the righteous lest the righteous reach out their hands to iniquity. And specifically, I really believe that the Lord's trying to say it's a promise that will not happen if we will pray, if we will proclaim, if we will start to stand up and to act as the Holy Spirit directs us. And just, just uh, a concrete thing, I, the Lord's saying to all of us right now, look for my signs of revival, oh, look good. for my signs of awakening. And in my own city of uh, Amsterdam, it was interesting. Um, the, yeah, we've, we've prayed a lot for the nation and God directed us specifically to the red light district simply because he said in a war, you don't have to fight on all fronts at the same time. Yeah. You choose you know, the strategic targets and the red light district is strategic, not only for Amsterdam, but for the Netherlands. And that is catalytic for a lot of the continent. However, um, when he called us, he just said, you know, just to pray the blood of Christ out. Remember the blood, use the blood, pray the blood of Christ so out over the red light district for the forgiveness of all of those sins. Eight years he called us to do that eight years weekly. And as we started out, he said something that sounded really ridiculous. He said, when the red light district stops, that'll be a sign that revival has come. And not just for us, but to the rest of the continent. Now, the red light district has existed for 500 years, Steve. Wow. And so as we stood there and prayed, you know, the people um, who are most skeptical were other believers that say, you don't really think anything's going to change. But God kept giving this promise, the scepter of the wicked will not rest on the inheritance of the righteous. And I knew specifically where that scepter of unrighteousness was uh, in the red light district, uh, spiritually. Anyway. That's really good. I want to ask you this. Um, yeah. Well, either one before of you, you. Before oh, you do this, Steve, go ahead. one oh, go good ahead. news. 
And that is last year, the mayor of Amsterdam announced that the red light district was going to be dismantled. Oh, wow. Okay. And I... it'll take a couple of years, but she said it's going to be yes. dismantled for us. I know it's not the same as for you guys, but for us, that's almost, almost like Roe versus Wade. 500 oh, right. years. That's what the world thinks of when we think of Amsterdam and all of that. You think of these red light. I know, I don't know on the map where that is compared to Thailand is over in the Asian, but Julia is our producer. The same thing is happening over there. And for a while they closed it all down because of COVID, but then it got, I think it was kind of refired up again, but yeah, yeah really, really, really good. Wow. Uh, I want to ask you this. Um, we, you know, the whole, I understand the sheep nation and goat nations, and there's a time when he's going to divide, but is it possible that we're in a season where, the father says to the son, ask of me and I'll, for, that I'll give you the nations for your inheritance. And isn't there some sort of sense that everyone should be considered a possible sheep nation until further notice? How, how would you address that, either one of you? I would say absolutely. Thank you, Steve. First of all, I think we have to look at the fact that the Bible is talking about nations in the valley of decision. Yeah. That, that this is a time where, and I think, uh, Dr. Arlene used the word a tipping point or yeah. a pivotal point. I think one of the pivotal points and tipping points we're seeing is nations are in the valley of decisions and little decisions they're making now, I believe, are uh, uh, affecting their future. Now, of course, we know people are going to be saved in every nation there is. Yeah. We know that we're not saying that any nation is going to be cursed and nobody can go, go uh, no salvation in that place. That's not what we're saying. But we believe. I would love for uh, all nations to be given to the Lord as his inheritance. And uh, you do, I think we have to take what is each of our area of entrustments yeah. when it comes to territory and nations. And we just have to say, God, what can we do to make sure that we have the ability as heirs together with you and you're waiting for the nations to be given to you as your inheritance? Father, that we receive those nations in whatever way we can so we can cast those crowns, so we can give you those nations as your inheritance. And I think a lot of people always think that means a righteous president or a righteous king or a yeah, righteous Yeah, we, we do tend to think that, don't we? We do. <laughs> we do. But many times, um, you know, it is the things that are done with a Cyrus or it's the things that uh, a voice of justice has arisen. And it's just like, uh, you know, we just have to thank the United States so much, Dr. Arlene and myself, is the victory that you had with Roe versus Wade. Yeah. Wade has created a momentum in the wow, other nations. Really? Really? And now abortion is on the agenda of Europe, you know, to be able to deal with it. Where I it didn't realize so it's having that spillover effect. I didn't realize it was having, <laughs> yes. yay, it is right. Oh, yes. my goodness. Now, we haven't had the results you've had yeah, yet. Yeah, but I mean, the fact that you can even talk about it the way you are. I didn't realize that was having any kind of spillover effect. But know? the same thing with what Arlene was talking about, the nation with the red light district. I believe that has uh, uh, overflow into the other nations. I believe yeah. our victories impact each other's victories. So right now, while nations are in the valley of decision, we're wanting to see all nations aligned. And yeah. we'd love to see all nations as a, as a sheep nation. But how do we pray in that place is... I don't think they're all measured the same. And I don't yeah. think there's a one size fits all. I just think we have to find the place to touch what God's touching. And we can't rewrite history and we can't uh, undo all the sins that have ever been done right. and ask for forgiveness. But what we can do is 
make it as simple as Jesus did. I only do the things that I see my father do. And I only say the things that I hear my father say. And the prophetic in Europe, just like the prophetic in any other nations or continents in the earth, we're at a place where we don't want to be trendy and everywhere or have an opinion about everything. We want to be those that are able to be touching what he's touching and seeing the results that helps our nation make the right decision in this valley of decision. So yeah. good. So good. Yeah. Um, do you uh, both feel like uh, praying for a minute or two here for the people? I know some people would, um, I know we could talk for a couple hours, but next time we have you on, we'll go deeper and you, you know, I feel like we hit all the right things we were supposed to hit today. Uh, but when you come on again, we'll have more time to, the, you know, go in whichever way uh, God is directing. But I know you'll be back because we need to hear from, uh, from Europe and about Europe. And it is very uniquely interesting to me that God uh, transplanted both of you from the States to, to the countries to represent those prophetically. That's amazing. So, uh, but anyway, how, how would you like to pray for the people as we kind of close out? Sharon, why don't we just, uh, I'll start and you can close off on that. Okay. That's good. Father, we thank you, mm. Lord, that this is a day and an age in mm. need for the nations. And Father, uh, mm. Lord, we realize that one of the key things, Lord, that's going to cause nations to actually turn to your light is, Lord, is the raising up of the prophetic voice. Yeah. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we call forth the prophets. Yeah. Lord, in the nations of the world who are watching. And we say to, to the prophets, the muscles come off now That's in good. Jesus's yeah. name. And we set free prophetic revelation. And we set free the word of the Lord in your mouth. And just like Jeremiah's or the Lord said to Jeremiah, you know, as a see, I have put my word in your mouth mouth and so father in the name of jesus yeah. god we call forth and lord we anoint in christ's name this new generation of governmental yeah. prophets governmental prophets in jesus name and the spirit of god would say to you the lord says in this hour there's a mm -hmm. holy merger going on there is a merger he says between the prophets and the and the revivalists and the apostles and the evangelists That's and good. the Lord says as there's this marriage and this merger going on the Lord says you're going to see a strong overlap and you're going to see a strong uh, a measured uh, fulfillment of harvest says the Lord but the Lord says many of you have been waiting for the road and the way for you to fulfill the very call on your life the very destiny that you're carrying and the spirit of the Lord says, because you did not have a place for it to fit in the earth, you did not know uh, where you belong. But the Lord says in this hour, he says, you're going to find your place and you're going to be some of those young missionaries that are going out and changing the world at this time. You are going to be some of those, says the Lord. He says, those prophetic revivalists, evangelists, he says, that are not only on the street, but the Lord says that are living a lifestyle that are dropping the net on the other side of the boat and seeing great harvest in all spheres, says the Lord. And the spirit of the Lord says, the enemy thought that he had halted or delayed the harvest with COVID. But the Lord says, I want you to know, he says, I 
fashioned you like soft clay upon my will, says the Lord, during that time. And I have now made vessels that I might be able to fill with a greater amount of my glory. And the Spirit of the Lord says, you are in a season right now of the tipping, and I'm going to tip you over because my glory is not falling from heaven. My glory is pouring out of you. And the Lord says, I'm going to have my glory cover the earth, even as the waters cover the sea. And so that is coming out of you. And the Lord says, it's going to cover your environment. He says, where you go. And so I need you to overflow. And so the Lord says, I'm mirroring back to you right now that you might have a greater sense of identity and function during this season, says the Lord, and that you would realize that you are not in a survival mode. You are not in a maintenance mode. You are in position for some of the greatest victories that the church has ever known. So good. So good. Uh, Dr. Sherry and Dr. Arlene, we appreciate you both so much. Do either of you, uh, we've got your websites on the screen. You want to tell anyone about anything that they can see, go to, attend, anything? Yeah. Essentially, Steve, what I'd like to say is just repeat yeah. something that uh, Dr. Sharon said earlier. For those watching from Europe yeah. who are prophets, you know, it's just we really want to have contact with Good. you. We are serious about that assignment to see the prophets identified in the different nations of Europe, the trainings, and for those nations who are ready for it to help them to start their own national prophetic council. So you can contact Dr. Sharon or myself at our websites. Very good. All right, ladies, thank you so much. We appreciate it so much. When you have to come back, we'll, we'll go further, we'll go deeper, and we'll just have fun. Thanks for prophesying into the into the lives and ministries into the kingdom. So God bless you all. Let's see, tomorrow is a Robin Bullock, so don't miss that, 11 o'clock Pacific time. Thank you all. We will see you again later. Bye-bye. Love you, Steve. Love you. Bye-bye. Thank you, Steve and Dr. Sharon. Good to see you. Good to see you. Bye-bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.